0: On today's Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, it's going to be all Bears as we break down the Bears' big win over the Panthers and see their 5-1 record propel them to the top of the NFC North. All that and more and a whole lot of fun along the way, coming up now
1: on Episode 12. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network, for professionals dan collins here with my co-host joey gelman you can find joey on twitter at joey gelman you can find myself on twitter as well at tweet dan collins joey we're supposed to have a podcast here but you said in the teaser we're just gonna do all beers so we lost them all everybody left <laughs> they don't want to hear all beers on this show just kidding just kidding everybody's all nice and tuned in because we got a five one bears team here How about that we're great, we're great right First place, everything's good. I'm going to say this, Joey. We're there's, there's a. I want to take this show two different directions. One, I'm going to complain like always, which is fine. Part of this You're show, part of doing this show, part of listening to this show is sports therapy, so it has to be done. But I also want to give a little bit of praise. But we're going to put that on the second half of the show for me at least, and we'll start with the complaining and. We've been saying it all season long, just a weird winning football team. That is that is what this football team is. The Chicago Bears are a winning football team. They sit here at 5-1, and one, week in and week out for the most part, except for that one little hiccup against the Colts. They figure out how to get it done, and they got it done this week against the Panthers, but it's not going to be an incredibly celebratory podcast i feel there's going to be some question marks along the way that we're going to try to answer within our conversations but five and one first place you're buying a super bowl ticket right if you're able to go (laughs) to let me in yeah i was gonna say you gotta figure that out too yeah (laughs) give me a vaccine and
0: i'm there uh but yeah it's it's a funky team i mean i think it's we're exactly in the same place as we were last week when we talked to cameron lee host of the believe in bears podcast probably believe podcast network uh that he said Basically, what we're saying is, I have no idea what this team is, and I can't imagine being a really, really big Bears fan because this would be so frustrating. And that's exactly where I sit. It's a 5-1 team, first place, and this defense is ferocious, but they don't have that like it factor on offense to give you that confidence of, all right. We are a solid, well-rounded team that you may win or lose occasionally. The biggest and toughest part of the schedule is coming up, but you always have a chance. And that's usually what you say when you have a team that can do shootouts. Is the opposite. It's, it's a defense only. And they're just, I guess, sticking with tradition. We've been doing it for 100 years. Might as well keep it going.
1: I think part of what you said is wrong. I honestly do. I'm wrong? But I think part of what you said All right. is wrong. Because I think you answered your own question. You started out by saying, we're in the same place like we were when we, talk, when we talked with Cameron Lee last week. We don't know what this team is. But then you followed it up by describing to me, Joey, what I think exactly what this Bears team is. I, I honestly think we just have to, we have to come to terms with it. And I feel that Coach Metnagy has to come to terms with it, too. We have a ferocious defense. They're really damn good. For the rest of the season, um, you you could rely on quite a few more turnovers. This team is going to, this defense is going to get you turnovers. They're going to keep points off the board. And this offense is consistently inconsistent. I don't care if it's Trubisky. I don't care if it's Foles. We don't have an awesome quarterback back there that we're going to win game after game because of. Maybe one or two games, maybe one or two more this year will win because of Foles, maybe, but that is not the team we are. And it's fair if you still question it, Joey, but I think one thing we both know is they are not a team (laughs) with a really good quarterback. They are a team with a really good defense, and they are a team that needs to figure out that we need to go back to the Lovey Smith era style of football. You're going to hate me for this, but... We just do. Let's face it. We run for under the century mark again against what what were the Panthers rush defense like 31st or something like that in the league, like toward the very bottom. This was a defense, a Panthers defense we should have ran wild against. The game plan should have been revolved around that. And David Montgomery, what was it? Let me look it up. What was it? like 19 carries for about 63 yards or something yeah, like it wasn't that. It was not much. Oh. Yeah, I'll look up the exact, the, the exact stats now, but it was, it was under 20 carries, and it was sub-70 yards, and that shouldn't have been the case against this Panthers team, and I don't think it should be the case moving forward. We have to figure out a way to run the football because that's the way we're going to set ourselves up to win the majority of the games going forward. We just have to learn how to let David Montgomery, be that back that he has the potential to be. Control the clock. Keep the defense off the field for as much as we can. Once the defense gets back on the field, hopefully it's a lot of three and outs or turnovers along the way. We need to let the defense carry us. The offense is not going to be what carries this team. I think we know that. I think that's something we know. I don't think it's a question mark anymore of who is this team. This team is a headache, right? If they had a really good – they are an awesome quarterback, an innovative coach away from being a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Let's just face it. This defense is real. They're good. They're good. And I'm not just trying to be a prisoner of the moment where we had had tip to Mike Davis on that funky fumble. You know, the interception to start the first drive. The near-pit six by Eddie Jackson, they got turned over because of the Kyle Fuller P.I., but there's a lot of good things out there in defense, and I'm not trying to just live in the heat of the moment. We know they're a damn good defense. We know that, and we know we're not going to succeed if the majority of the time we're just passing the ball. We're not. We need to run the football. We need to go back to the Lovie Smith-Era style of football. It's crazy, but that's what's going to set us up to win more games football games and here it is I, I looked up the exact stat and i was right 19 rushes by david montgomery for 58 yards a 3.1 average no tutties sub 20 rushes sub 60 yards against this panthers team right you can't do th- that th- this is the team we are joey they're, they're a headache i i understand we don't want to most at least met Nagy probably doesn't want to concede he doesn't want to say, you know what, we have to be a team where our game plan week in and week out is we're going to be like, say, the Tennessee Titans and just learn how to pound the football and then the pass play is going to work off that. You know, the, the passing game is going to work off what we could do with the run. Maybe he lacks a little bit of confidence in himself to put together that style game plan. Maybe. I mean, I, I hope he'd be able to do something like that. But I think just to go back with why... I think your opening statement was a little wrong, is because I disagree with you. I think we know what this Bears football team is. I, I think we have to come to terms with it. I think Matt Nagy has to come to terms with it. We got a really good defense. Let's learn how to just game plan week in and week out with David Montgomery. Or maybe I'm wrong. I, I could be wrong too. Who knows? I think I, I, in hearing what you're saying, I think you're I think you're right.
0: And finally, right for once in
1: my life, <laughs> point
0: one to Dan. Here we go. And, and, and here's my interpretation of, of why, and I think what I'm starting to understand as well, and it, it's, it's this idea of when Met Nagy was brought in, I was promised something. I was promised a high-flying offense, high-octane, modern NFL, innovative, creative, awesomeness on the field, that you're going to see it on the Red Zone channel 24-7.
1: Five times a day, yeah. Right.
0: And so I think that's where my head and a lot of heads of Bears fans are at, of we expect this and we're not getting it. When in in reality, as much as we don't want to admit it, the Bears are, are building the blueprint of what's made them successful in the past. And even though it's kind of ass backwards, it's taking advantage of a defense in their prime that actually can score you points and win you ball games. And I think because... We finally got a coach in Matt Nagy that was offensive-minded, that seemed to be smarter and competent, unlike a Mark Trestman, And and you're breaking that mold of going offense first, and then it hasn't happened, and the defense is actually what's good at winning you games, it's hard for our brains to kind of flip back. So I think that's what's kind of the difficulty of, we're expecting one side of the ball to be so great, and it's not, but the defense is, and we have to take that as a positive and really understand what they mean to this team because today i mean we could we 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 could bitch him on about everything else but today they came out to play and that was one of the defensive performances you will look to this year as one of the the defining games especially the way they started out and and it's showing you how powerful this this team can really be and how that side of the ball has brought them to to 5 and 1 and as you sit here as much as i want to complain about being upset offensively, I can't argue with the fact that they're five and one. I can't argue with the fact that Matt Nagy is primed to take another of his teams to the playoffs in his two out of his first three years, something we haven't seen since Lovey Smith did it in, in 05 and 06. That's a long time ago. So I I, I I know I can sit here and really get angry, and I probably will about something later on the show, but I, I I need to come to terms with the 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 greatness of this defense, and that that's what's going to win me my games. I have to deal with it. And now they're top of the division.
1: This might not be the type of offense that you want to witness. You might want an offense, especially a team like this, that is a first-place caliber team. They are a Super Bowl caliber team if they have a top-five quarterback. Well, a lot of you know football teams are if you have a top-five quarterback. So obvious statement of the show there. Thanks, Dan. Um, <laughs> but let's just credit where credits due. You're 100% correct. This team is 5 and 1. If this defense continues to play the way they are, with they they've been holding their own for the past few seasons, don't see any reason why that would change. They're one of the better teams in the NFC. There's probably three or four teams, I would say, you know, Seahawks come to mind, obviously, they're the front runners in the NFC in my opinion. Packers, while they got their ass kicked today by the Buccaneers, still a really damn good football team. So you look at the Seahawks, you look at the Packers, Rams, potentially, which we have a game coming up against them. That's going to be huge. Other than that, not a whole lot of other teams scare me in the NFC. Nobody out of the NFC East does. And unfortunately, with the injury to Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton in Dallas, I mean, that whole division is just, ugh. (laughs) Cowboys, Eagles, like a Washington football team. Well alm almost call them almost, almost called the, yourself. They're the Washington football team. And John, like nobody in the NFC East scares you or, or should. The South, you, Buccaneers, you already beat them. You beat the Bucks. I mean, they waxed the Packers today, but we beat Tom Brady. We figured out a way. Mostly thanks to the defense. Saints, okay, but that's about it. Like I said, there's about three or four teams that you would really have to gear up against. And then the other teams, I just I think we're better than. Right. Which is why it sucks, and I know you want, at least if you're Matt Nagy, I'm sure you want to be and prove that you are indeed that awesome, offensive-minded coach who is going to take this offense to the next level, mostly via the pass game. I know that's who you want to be, and be you. Be you, Matt Nagy. Maybe not, actually, because I think he just have to commit to the run. I don't think he ever will. I think what we're going to have for the rest of the he's season— He's one of those coaches Wani
0: warned us about. One of those 100%, sneaky
1: liars. 100%. Who's, who maybe in his interview told told Pace, yeah, I, I, I do believe in the run, but— Well, look at Mike really. Davis. It's the prime example. Yeah. No, I know. He couldn't <laughs> so, see the
0: field last year, and now he's filling in. I mean, obviously, he's filling in for big shoes and McCaffrey, but— that's a high quality running back over there that you couldn't figure out how to use.
1: You know, Joey and Dan could talk all they want on the believe in po- on the believe in Chicago sports podcast about how the Bears should turn back time a little bit and once again just go back to what good old fashioned Bears football is and do ground and pound with a good defense behind you. A lot of people in that town, in this town, might say that it's just not going to happen. Once again, which goes back to my original point. What we are is a team with a really good defense. We are a top five NFC team with an awesome defense and a very inconsistent, consistently inconsistent offense. I can see this team winning about 11 to 10 games this year. I think 10 wins is very doable at this point. Probably 11. Anything, yeah, probably. Over, anything over 11 would really... Big hat tip there. You know, you don't you don't win eleven or more games and you're not a good football team. You just are if we get to that if we get to that point. Still a long way to go to the season, but yeah. What wouldn't shock me to be a, a ten plus win win team? But this is not your at biggest all.
0: but this is your biggest test now. I mean, I know we'll talk more about yes. it probably on Thursday, but it's the idea of you've set yourself with, up with a really nice cushion and you've been bailed out a lot in your games. To where now you face the Rams, the Saints, and the Titans. And those are big boy teams that could easily make you immediately five and four. And there's an entirely different conversation we're having. So this is the kind of the biggest test here of how far can this defense-only approach take you. Now that they're trying to do that, but that's what we've been shown for six weeks. And I think that's the biggest question and outlook looking into these next couple of games here of... If you're in a shootout with Drew Brees, can you hold on? If you're in a shootout with the Rams, can you hold on? Can your defense, the top of the league, stop the monstrosity that is Derrick Henry? (laughs) I don't know. He's superhuman. And so these are the biggest questions now as you hit this part of the schedule. It'll tell you who you really are.
1: Yeah. No, then even after that, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of the schedule either, but after that Titans game, then you have a must-win divisional matchup against the Vikings, and then another huge test, for the first time this year against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. That being said, still, after that slate of games, you still have some very winnable games along the way, Lions, Houston, Minnesota. I mean, that's why I could still see this team being 10, 10 10-plus, meaning very, very reasonable shot for the playoffs, of course. That's where I'm taking this. And by the time we get there, are we still going to be that team trying to figure it out on offense? How many years are we already? Whether it's Mitch Trubisky, whether it's the line, whether it's just the run game overall, are we trying to, or should I say, Matt Nagy and his staff of ten thousand offensive minds on that on that coaching staff? They have about ten thousand guys, you know, helping them run the offense or giving them you know tips uh, and tips and tricks along the way of what they see. But how long have we been trying to figure this damn thing out and put it all together? whether it be, once again, trying to help Mitch figure it all out or trying to fix it all with the line. And I get it. Football week in and week out, there's going to be things you constantly have to keep fixing and patching up, understandably so. And my point is, how long is that that going to continue to be the case? One thing I will give Matt Nagy is this, and it was the one thing, not the one thing, but the main thing that I wanted to give a hat tip to, to him in, in our talk with uh, Coach Wanstead and want to give him the hat tip as well. He controls He controls the locker room. He does. They have faith in him. This team doesn't quit, especially on defense. They don't give up. They're not 5-1 and one for no reason. They stay in the fight the whole way. And if there's one good thing about it that's probably going to prep them for the postseason if they hopefully get there, it's they're definitely going to, even the games they win, most likely... They're not going to have too comfortable of a cushion. They're almost likely going to be close games. Every single game they've been in this year, win or the one loss, they've all been close. Just
0: heart attack USA. That's going to be
1: brutal. It's good practice. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you, you like to be able to win close games, but they just don't have the offensive firepower to win games by two plus, you know, two, three scores. They just don't. Maybe they maybe they will this year. You know, maybe One or two more wins this season will be fairly convincing and comfortable wins. Maybe, but especially against the better teams out there. If you're going to put up the W, I'm sure it's going to be close throughout. That's just who this team is. The defense will keep you in there, and the offense, one way or another, just has to find a way to get it done. They have to find a way just to scrap until the very end and... That's just what we have. We just have to. It's all just defense at this point. You know, I'm done. I'm done with watching Nick Foles and being so curious on what he's going to do at quarterback. And no, I'm going to pay attention to what really matters. I'm going to be rooting heavily for turnovers and three and outs and great punts like we got today. <laughs> been talking hat tips. all. I've been Come talking on, hat tips all puns. show. Hey, hat tips to the special teams unit of the Chicago Bears today. Well, yeah, they right? have
0: McManus Mac help, too
1: yeah exactly so that that's what we need though Joey we got to be great on special teams we have to be great on defense and we have to be scrappy on offense it's yeah. <laughs> scrappy in the sense of just figure it out the defense hopefully puts you in position to win special teams does their job we don't miss kicks good punts and offense you figure it out that's what I'm gonna be rooting for this year I don't think Nick Foles is going to do anything special the rest of the way I really don't at best he'll be competent He'll have a good drive here and there. Maybe be him streaky self. That's about it. He's not. He's not going to personally carry us to the promised land. He's not. So I'm not going to watch for it. I'm not going to get my hopes up high. I'm going to watch yeah. for the defense. No, we and- need defensive greatness the rest of the way. It's that simple.
0: Yeah. No. I I think it goes back to what I said before. It's 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 changing your mentality of this false promise. If we were told Neg is coming in, Trubisky is the next. Tom Brady, whatever it may be, and we're going to develop this thing into this beautifully run offensive team.
1: Only time ever in the history of sports will Trubisky and Tom Brady's yes, name be in yes. the same <laughs> sentence in terms of a comparison, but That's true,
0: unless he backs them up at like age 50 in Tampa, which is probably going to happen. But we were told this whole narrative what we were supposed to be, and now it's not. And so we kept looking for that. That's why every one of our shows, I'd say probably 80% of it, has been offensive focused, and then we go, "Oh yeah, the defense is really good." It's because we were told to look at this side of the ball. We we're told this is going to get better, and never did. So now, it's not going to right. So you're right. We, we got to turn back the clock a little bit and view it as if we were viewing a Lovey Smith team of. Boy, it would be so nice if the offense could be better, but this defense is awesome, and we're gonna just be behind this these guys one hundred percent, and and. Love the Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, like just Kyle Fuller. Just wrap your arms around these guys like you did with Peanut and Briggs and Erlacher and all these guys that are here to win you, hopefully, a Super Bowl. And, and, and you, have to, you have to do that. But the, the one thing I will say about the offense, and you've brought it up, is I'm not going to look at the quarterback play anymore. It is what it is. It'll carry you. Fine. You, you, you can't keep having games under 100 yards rushing with the guys you have. That's, that's unacceptable to me. And I don't know what it is about this team where Nagy just, if, he, if it stops up just ever so slightly, he abandons it. So much so, I don't mean to go to the end of the game, but, but so much so that at the end of the game, on your last third down, to get two yards and to also keep the clock moving so Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have a chance... You didn't have the faith in your running game or your line to get two yards, and therefore you tried a pass that was incomplete, stopped the clock, gave the Panthers a ball back with ample amount of time to win the game. That's a problem. That's a really, really big problem because you have to be able to close out a game, and David Montgomery is a damn good running back, and he's getting robbed here schematically, up front, and and the lack of committing to the run game. And I, I didn't really take it into stock when, when, when Wani said it's not a matter of the the yardage you get on each play, but the number of attempts. And I, I guess it's just like playing quarterback. If you're running back and if you're an offensive line, you gotta get in a rhythm of just running it. Even if it goes nowhere, you gotta get in that rhythm, keep the defense honest, and then you maybe break one. But if you give up after three rushes, they know exactly what you're gonna do.
1: We had 20 rushes this game by, by by our running backs. There was five by Nick Foles, so 25 total, 19 by Montgomery, one by Patterson. <laughs> what is that? 19 times with David Montgomery? I, I, I know I already said it on this show, but come on. And sooner or later, if, if there is any game, in which you say, no, we are not turning away from it. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's against probably arguably the worst rushing defense you'll see all season because eventually something has to give, right? If you can't stick with it and hope that something is going to give, something is eventually going to break, or you'll eventually figure out schematically along the way how to get it done you could have argued it would have been today against this team, against one of the right. worst rushing defenses in the league. <laughs> this is the day you shouldn't have turned away. If you're going to eventually abandon the run or at least abandon it throughout the way against this Panthers defense and how bad they've been against the run this year, then you'll do it against any team as as long as, as, long as you're running into some stalls and, and running into walls. You're going to abandon it week in and week out if you run into difficulties then. That's what you're telling me. If you're not going to stick with it against a team who has been poor against the run this year, you're not going to stick with it ever if you see that it's not working to start. Hey, how come it's – I know it's an obvious answer, but it's so easy – to turn away from the run game when it's not working. Oh, because our pass game so, does so damn well, right? Because <laughs> Nick Foles is just out there lighting it up, completing pass after pass. That's doing so well that you can't turn away from that, but you could turn away from the run. Right. Yeah, it makes no sense. You got to just play football. I mean, it's – you.
0: You. he's trying to – Nagy's trying to be so cute and creative with all this that if one thing doesn't work, everything's blown up and it's chaos mode and – I mean, just just we saw that in the beginning of the game when they yeah. avoided a delay of game in the first quarter by taking a timeout, came out of the timeout and got a delay of, delay of game. What the hell were you doing for that entire amount of time that you couldn't come up with the correct play or nothing fast, right, right? Or fast forward to the last play I just mentioned, where you're 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 contemplating every little move of how can I how can I win this game in this fancy way, and it's like. Just play the game. And I know I'm not a football coach and know how to scheme this shit, but I'm, I'm just like, you got to just take a step back and adapt and react to the game in front of you. And that's something we've talked about a lot this year that Nagy struggles with. And it just has to happen. You have to get better at that
1: and not give up. If you could play just so simple, like you're saying, like just go to the basics and just play simple ass basic football. If you could win games like that, then you're a damn good team. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you need to get really cute and real fancy on offense and, you know, connect the dot from here to here to there to there and make sure the guy, you know, runs down the line. This is like, if you have to connect all these fancy-ass dots on offense to finally get a play that works or to finally get a series of downs that works, you're not that good. If you could go out there and just play simple-ass football and get the job done that way, it's probably because you have really damn good football mm-hmm. players. I think just, it, like the Titans with Derrick right, Henry. Right. Oh, he's a freaking monster. But they've but catered still. that offense around that simple concept. Yeah, and I'm not saying you know Montgomery could be the next Derrick Henry by any means, but he could be a pretty damn good running back if perhaps you let him and right. if perhaps you focus and dedicate a lot of time – to the run game. Well, think about it. When you when when you play Madden, right? How many different play calls are you scrolling through? Two. Exactly. That's it, <laughs> and it gets the job done. Me, me I'm always scrolling. If you're really good, maybe you know five to ten. But yeah, you're not scrolling through. It's a many. slant and a strong eye formation
0: where the where the B receiver just flies down the field, and that's all you got. Maybe you run the ball,
1: but you, I have three plays. I know I'm not very pass- good, but I have three plays I know work. As long I I wish Negi would use those. I right? really would. I know that you know for the past few seasons, a lot you know, a lot of opinion is well if the O-line is struggling, focus on the run, on the run, on the run, because that's what's going to get the O line in gear. That's what they want to do. They want to go out there and they want to fight that defensive line for yards. If you want to get them in a rhythm, stop getting them out of pass protection, get them into run protection. No, still not going to commit to it. I mean, my my biggest takeaways from today's game are all right, I'm done. I figured out who this team is, at least this year. I don't know how long. You know, we talk about Mitch Trubisky going into the start of this year and how long do we give him? So we know he's still somewhat young in that year four. How long do we give him before we pull, you know, pull it on him? Well, in this year three of the Met Nagy system, I, I don't know how much longer we give him to see if he's any good as a play caller. I think he's a pretty pretty good head coach, knows how to keep a locker room intact. You know, Players obviously respect him enough to fight for him. I, I think that he's proven he's good enough in that regard early on in his head coaching career. I don't know if he's good enough also being the guy who's calling the, the offensive plays. And I don't know how much longer you give him to where he could prove that or not. If he had a dynamite quarterback who made him look really damn good, probably a different story, but that's not what we have. He's had so far along the way Mitch Trubisky, who's been a project, and now a veteran competent quarterback in Nick Foles, and there hasn't been enough done to where you go, wow, this Nagy is an offensive genius, like we promised. Like I said, a lot of things you could probably give him credit on just from being a head coach and disconnected (laughs) from the offensive play calls. Still, you probably shouldn't call a timeout today because you don't want to get a delay a game to only get a delay a game. That's a big coaching issue. But still, I don't know how much longer we give him in terms of when we just throw in the towel and say he's not it in terms of game calling. I think a lot of people have already thrown in that towel on him. But yeah, I mean, this is what we are. We're a team who's not going to run the ball enough On offense, we are just not. With Matt at the helm, we're not going to do that. We have a good defense. If defensively and special teams-wise, the Bears go out there and do a good job, maybe the offense will scrap it along the rest of the way. I think that's, for the rest of this season at least, that's 100% the narrative. Barring any crazy injuries or anything else like that, that's just what the narrative is going to be for the twenty 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 one NFL season for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and convince me otherwise. No, I can't. Not only you, but <laughs> Chicago Bears. Go Bears football. Go ahead and convince me otherwise. Well, I'm the
0: waiting. Other, the only other thing I'd say you watch for is just Matt Nagy development. I think the, the, the because the Trubisky question is gone now. I think that was the biggest question we had going into the year. Now that that's gone, and you have what you have, now it's seeing how he can adapt and understand what is best for his team and how they get comfortable with foals and how they get comfortable with the system i mean there are points of the game where i say okay matt Nagy's understanding his team's limitations to where at the end of the first half he's driving for a field goal he's not driving to score a touchdown and he said for five weeks before this he wants to score touchdowns. So at the end of the half based on their clock management he specifically was driving to get in a field goal range okay that's different now do I want that as a Bears fan? No, I want touchdowns. But he knew the way the game was unfolding, he had to get points, and those were the only type he was going to get. Okay, that's an, adu- uh, that's an improvement of adapting to your situation. But then he goes to the end of the game and throws it on third and two because he thinks his players can, can win the battle and ice the game. When it only backfires incomplete, it also stops the clock. It also gives the other team the ball back with a chance to beat you. That's yeah. a bad one. So I I think we're we're, going to have to see – because I think you're right. I think he's built up a great reputation around the league and with the team as a head coach. And now you have to see how he can adapt and adjust the rest of the way because I think we were all promised. And in him internally, he promised himself of how high-flying this offense was going to be. And it's just not –
1: so <laughs> it's so funny when you say it. High flying offense of the Chicago. That's what Bears.
0: I was. That's what I was told Psych. for the first time in hundred years. That's what I was going to see. Maybe we're next time. It. Maybe next time they should tell me we're going to build the greatest defense that's ever played football, and then they accidentally create the greatest offense that's ever played football. Because the other way is what we have now.
1: Yeah. How's about you just calm down over there and be happy they scored in the third quarter? Okay. How's, <laughs> how's
0: about <laughs> that, that? Almost got taken away, but yes, they did.
1: Almost did. Uh, no crooked numbers are going are going to go up. Necess- no big crooked numbers for the Chicago Bears offense are necessarily going to go up quarter to quarter. But seven points in the first, followed by six in the second, seven, by- seven in the third quarter, and that field goal in the fourth. So they scored in every single quarter today. Like I said, they're probably not going to put up too many big numbers quarter by quarter for literally the remainder of the season. <laughs> but, hey – Finally, we get to score in the in the first quarter of the second half. You know they, they hadn't scored in the third quarter all freaking season. And we mentioned it during the Wani interview. Cole Komet, where is he? Where is he? Hey, he finally, get a touchdown to, to start things off. It's because we're calling for his name. I a little think more. so. Yeah, the, I don't he- think. He's not the answer to the offense necessarily, but it was cool to see him get a touchdown and cool to see him out there from time to time I and mean, play him a little more. Maybe it will help. We're, we're going to stick to passing the ball, right? So throw him as well as, as one of the options. You might as well. But Yeah,
0: I think that's that's true because it's – I was yelling at them in that first drive because they didn't have Jimmy Graham in the game after that timeout debacle. But if you're telling me you have confidence in Cole Komet to make the play like he did today yeah, versus Anthony Miller, who doesn't know where he is in the field – Okay, then that's development grade for one and a demerit down for the other. And we keep going and we see and we see where it grows. But by the way, Adam Shaheen did have a touchdown today for the Dolphins. So
1: (laughs) he still (laughs) plays football. Uh, And by the way, this is probably going to be the first time on the show that I will say to me, the Bears are a good football team. I think they're still overall a good football team. Call me crazy. Laugh at me all you want. I think they are an above 500. Come the end of the year, probably 10-plus win football team. I think they're a good football team. They are. Now, like you said, and we're not going to get too far ahead of the road, just with the three contests they have coming up with Rams, New Orleans, and the Titans, you're going to see how good of a football team they are. Because they are good, but the next few contests are going to show us just how good they are. I think no matter what, they're probably still a playoff team. Probably. But we're going to see exactly how good they are. And we'll probably be excited the rest of the way. But biggest takeaway here is this is what we got. We know what we have. We could stop guessing for this season at least. For this season, we know what the narrative's going to be. And what it is, it's pretty good. It's good. We're we're a fine football. We're okay. We're we are an okay to good football team. Probably make the playoffs unless there's just really some ugly debacles. <laughs> That are gonna take place the next couple months, but you know, barring some real debacles here, we're a good football team that'll probably make the playoffs and that's about it. And ho- who knows though? Maybe we get super, super lucky in the first round or two defensively. You know, maybe we get two to three takeaways a game, you know, a pick six here and there by Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller, and you know, we're off to the Super Bowl, but you know, we're, we're just a good football team, and it's gonna take a whole lot of magic if we want to make some noise in the playoffs, if slash when we get there. If or when?
0: Yeah, now that you know the narrative, that's what that's what you got. It's exactly what you got. And that's okay. I'm fine with it
1: for now. I'm fine with it. it it's winning. Yeah, I think that uh, it's – let's be honest here. It's probably the second best case scenario you can have this year, right? I mean, best case scenario would be this. Mitch Trubisky either finds a way to finally – take the next huge step in his career and lead the beers into the playoffs with a red-hot, Matt Nagy-led offense. You know, or it's Nick Foles takes over, and he's just a good veteran, almost going back to his Eagles days where he's coming in as the savior. I mean, that's the best-case scenario, right, is one of those guys at quarterback figure it out. Or the second-best scenario is probably what we have now. Defense doesn't take really many steps back. Offense is fine. We do have some playmakers out there. We just don't know how to figure out the run game. David Montgomery still shows a lot of talent and promise. There's nothing that he's necessarily doing to where you're going, oh, it's on David Montgomery. He's probably the last guy you're questioning in the run game. Defense is great. Offense, at least we have a competent guy under center. It's, and we're good-ish. We're, we're good. <laughs> I say it like that because that's kind of how I feel about it. But it's probably the second best case scenario you could have asked for this year. That's probably where our expectations were. That's what I've figured out so far with what we're about a third of the way in or so. I think we're probably at about the second best case scenario.
0: And that's okay. It's better than your worst case scenario. That's for Absolutely.
1: sure. Absolutely. We're going. We're, we're going glass half full today. I Not love it. Year optimistic baby it's about damn time <laughs> we we have we have plenty to uh to preview in the next few weeks because like i said we're gonna find out how good we are but definitely some uh some good shows along the way as we preview recap the the next three big weeks coming up and i mean hell every every week here in and out for your first place chicago bears is going to be it? big but they'll be fun I, I think i think this team is going to set us up for a lot of fun conversations They they might be a little aggravating um, They might be a little optimistic uh, than some weeks, but I think no matter what, once again, yeah, to end it, we're good-ish and probably fun enough content along the way. So I'm happy as that as a podcaster.
0: I like that. Even though you have more fun yelling at this team, it is nice to see them actually be formidable and win some stuff. There we go. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us today on the Believe in Chicago Sports podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching our clips and interacting with us. I am on Twitter at Joey Gelman. He's on Twitter at Tweet The show is on Twitter at Believe in Chicago. So Believe in Chicago Sports is is now a fun Twitter handle. You can follow all our cool content there, and part of the Believe Podcast Network, your number one network for professionals. We will talk to you again on Thursday. We'll do some Bears preview and talk to you about whatever else breaks in the Chicago sports world. I'm sure there'll be something we'll find that will entice us and make us angry or happy, which is usually my only two emotions on this show. So we will talk to you again on Thursday. Have a great rest of your day, everybody, and uh, I'll catch you then. Thank you for listening to Believe.